Hello, 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 and good morning. It is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Making of the Mogul Radio Show, where the dream is free, but the hustle, the hustle, the hustle is so separately. And so we have a few things that we need to talk about this morning. It's been a while since I've been on here with you. I was last in this particular studio when we had an interview with fashion extraordinaire Miguel Wilson. And today I want to somewhat piggyback off of that particular interview and I want to talk about my latest literary work and that is Outliers. In the event that you want to be a part of the unpacking, the unveiling, the revealing of uh, some terminology that I coined in Outliers, as well as unpacking the what I refer to as the blueprint of the professional journey of Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, you can email me at alertleadershipacademy at gmail.com. In addition to, you can also text or reach out to me via telephone at 937-520-8110. So today I want to talk about outliers. There's um, two different topics that I want to talk about as well. And um, one I want to talk about, so I, I did a very, um, so I'm about to do like a bird's eye view of the state of the civil rights movement. I'm, I'm, I want to touch very briefly, I think it's three or four potential zones of the civil rights movement that I want to address very lightly. If you want more information, more unpacking of the topics, and if you want to have access to the rest of the list, um, you have to join the Patreon and um, that will provide the rest of the talk. And um, it's more of an analytical perspective. And that is within Patreon. All right. So next, um, I want to talk about outliers. I want to talk about people who are outliers. I want to talk about people who have um, had some difficulty with recalibrating purpose uh, because of the journey of an outlier is very different, right? And um, I want to flow in the avenue of positivity. If you want more unpacking of this topic matter, again, you want to join Patreon. I am very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? very specific about what type of information that I want to put on a public platform for people to have access to information. We have information coming at us at a mile a minute, right? Um, at the speed of light, to be exact. And oftentimes we be, as just as human beings, because we want to be helpful, because we hear about a topic that we're passionate about, People will hear information or follow someone and become an expert overnight. And then they begin to provide that information uh, on, on a public platform. 
in ways that hasn't been studied, tested, proven, researched, or any of that, right? And so I have a portfolio, right, of research study that proves my ability to be able to talk to the subject matters in which I talk to. And so when we're talking about outliers today, this is what I want to bring to the attention of people who feel um, overwhelmed, right? I want to encourage you today for a number of reasons. When we look at outliers, um, Martin Luther King was an outlier. Jesus Christ was an outlier. Um, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson is an outlier. Uh, most of, most, not all of, but most of the guests that I've had on the Making of the Mogul radio show were outliers. Um, Dr. Uma is an outlier. Uh, fashion extraordinaire Miguel Wilson um, is an outlier. And so this is how one of the ways that you know that you're an outlier. It is, and so when you're an outlier, I talked about before how the the pathway and the events of the progress of the vision and the mission that you know that is churning within you and that you have a responsibility to bring forth before the world, right? One of the reasons why that is uh, the attempts of the suppression of that is at the level that it is, and I hate to use this cliche because I think some people hear it and it can be harmful because it makes it seem like the person that carries the vision doesn't matter, right? But the person that carries the vision absolutely matters the most. But the cliche that I'm thinking of is um, the, the term that people use is it's not about you. It's about the people that you're supposed to empower and help. And so if we look at Martin Luther King, look at the conglomerates of project, uh, the conglomerates of, of how he unpacked various components of the civil rights movement. And I'm, I, I will touch briefly as I already mentioned, the civil civil rights movement. In addition to Miguel Wilson, he, he is former military, right? His background was actually in the food industry, right? And he ended up um, moving strategically into the clothing industry. Next was the Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, right? Started his career as a rapper and his life strategically unpacked. And now he is a media mogul, someone who has a platform for a big screen television um, programming, right? When we look at, who else did I name? I already talked about Martin Luther King. When we look at the various people who 
we know have to be outliers because of the impact of the mission and the vision that was placed upon their lives, right? The reason why typically there is those hiccups that have to be navigated through is so that you have the proper skill set. Number one, to navigate that particular area of interest, right? Whether it's television, whether it's fashion, um, whether it's civil rights, uh, that you have the skill set to navigate that the terrain of that particular field of study. And so the other thing is so that you have the experience to be able to talk to intelligently the next generation of followers, supporters, and the next people who are supposed to be the leaders in whatever that chosen field of study is. It's also about the impact that you have on the lives of those who you come in contact with. When we look at, I I mentioned this before about Curtis Jackson, when we look at Curtis Jackson, oftentimes from the surface, he looks like just a director just a movie producer, but his brand really, once we take a deep dive into his brand, he really is a women's empowerment um, conglomerate or machine, right? Because most of the impact that he has made in the entertainment industry, while it's been some uh, males as well, the majority of it has been females who have been labeled as has-beens, who have went through uh, relationship turmoil, specifically divorce, or some type of life-changing event that could have impacted them and destroyed their career, right? When we look at Lala, um, her brand was hot right? She hit a a hurdle and a hiccup with, is it her ex-husband or it may may not be her ex-husband. They may still be married. But uh, the basketball player, uh, Carmelo, those type of things can destroy a female's career, right? And he swept in and placed Lala on a platform and prevented her from losing her momentum in her career and also prevented her from tainting her brand, right? And so if we think about it, like those are opportunities where people who are uh, I don't want to refer to it that could have been an opportunity for the wrong person to attach themselves to her life and be a detriment to her career. But she had someone like Curtis 50 Cent Jackson standing in the gap 
And instead of her being demoted, she was promoted and elevated, right? During one of the most difficult times and seasons in her life. I say the exact same thing about Mary J. Blige. She went through a very public and difficult divorce. I believe she ended up um, having to pay her ex-husband some money. She talks about on her platforms how her ex-husband really attacked her self-esteem, how he always talked very favorably of women who seemed to be her competitors, but very seldomly encouraged her and how to elevate her brand and how to push her brand forward, which was very dangerous because he was also her manager, right? And so in addition to that, we look at Monique, right? She went through Uh, some difficult seasons, right, Uh, with her career and feeling like she was blackballed. And again, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson stepped in, provided her with the platform and opened up um, the wound for her again and her elevation and promotion in, in her career, right? So recently, uh, while Buster Rhymes was continuing to perform and to travel, uh, we also look at um, Clifford, right, Uh, from Wu-Tang. We look at all of these brands that, because in the entertainment industry, I, I, I say that the entertainment industry and the streets will... Uh, move on swiftly, right? And leave a person in in the dust, right? As if they never existed. And I think one of the things that Curtis 50 Cent Jackson has done an amazing, um, an, an amazing way of elaborating those brands that were fizzling out or appeared to be antiquated or were labeled as like brands of the past. And so because of the influence that he has, he's been able to recalibrate those brands and provide them with a fresh platform um, as a launching pad to continue in the rest of their career, right? Um, I think that is amazing. So it hasn't just been, and so when I say, it's not just about you. It's not that you won't benefit for from it, right? You'll benefit the most from it because um, the, the Lord impacted and imparted within you the vision. But the good news is, is that it has um, the impact that it has on other people's lives. And the suppression of the brand and suppression of the vision It's more about the people that you're supposed to help equip and elevate, promote, and push more so than it is just about you. Because as high insight as 2020, as we look at it, um, nobody really, so if if you're promoted, right? And and while I understand that there is a, there was a lot of uh, uh, negative energy around 50 Cent. 
a lot of people um, had a lot of negative things to say about him. Uh, while I, uh, there may have been some truth to some of it, when I began to do the research and the unpacking of his brand, his personality, the people that he's provided platforms for, the impact in the industries that he's had, a lot of that was untrue, right? It was people who have misinterpreted his intent or didn't follow through on the instructions of what it meant to be a part of his brand. And so, for example, I want to, um, I'll, I'll use one person. Uh, I, and I think it's, his name is Buck. I'm sorry. Um, I think his name is Buck. I, I recognize him. Um, I don't know that I'm saying his name right, but he was a rapper that was part of G unit. And, when you when he interviews oftentimes he blames 50 cent for his brand um subsiding and for the shift in his financial situation and while oftentimes that can be true right when your producer music producer the brand that you're associated with um decides to drop you or decides to elevate another personality within that particular brand, then it does have an effect. And I talked about Ashanti one time and, um, and, and, and thank goodness we see her career being resuscitated as we speak. Right. However, um, when you listen to Buck's side of the story, he talks about, um, 50 cent just snatching money from him. Right. And how, what type of effect and impact that had. But when you listen to Curtis talk about it, he says that they were being paid to promote the G unit merchandise. And the reason that he deducted or stopped paying them to uh, support the brand was because they weren't wearing the merchandise. And so when you listen to Buck mention it, he mentions it from a perspective of, well, did we have to wear it every day? It wasn't really in the contract that we had to wear the merchandise every day. But at minimum, right, when you think about somebody, and I think they said that the that the bag was worth 250K, right? 250K. And, and so... 250 I don't know if that was yearly I don't know if that was um twice a year I I don't know if that was um every three months I don't know how often they were being paid 250 250k however what I know of this somebody is paying me 250k to rock their brand even if I don't have it on every day which most like 250k I'm okay with putting something on right every day that's gonna represent that brand but if nothing else, I'm going to have enough sense to wear it when I'm around the person who the brand belongs to, right? And so when you hear Curtis Jackson talk about what took what happened was that they were in a meeting and he uh, walked into the room and they had on all of this, they had on Gucci and, and all of this other brand. And here they were showing up with the CEO, right, of G-Unit. 
and they didn't even have the respect and the honor to wear the merchandise in while they were with him. And so in his mind, right, as a CEO and a visionary, his knee-jerk reaction is, is if they don't have enough respect for me to wear it when I'm around and I can see them, nine times out of 10, they're not wearing it when I'm not around because anybody with common sense would at minimum wear it when they see me, right? Since I'm paying them a check to wear the merchandise, at minimum, they should wear it when they see me, right? So that was his reasoning. And it makes a lot of sense, right? And so it's little things like that, that as I was unpacking the brand and unpacking the historical timeline of events that had taken place with him professionally, um, I ran into those hiccups and those stories from various entities, just like I I, um, ran across the various components of major um, business uh, mergers and investments that 50 Cent made throughout the years. And so that's an investment, right? Like you telling somebody you wear my shoes and you wear my shirt and what and and whatever label I'm promoting and I'll pay you this amount of money for this amount of time that's an investment that's saying that um I'm in, I'm investing something into uh the people who are a part of my brand because there are to, I'm just being honest right there are there are some companies, some brands, some people uh, that run organizations, and they anticipate because you're just part of the organization that you're supposed to support the brand and wear the brand, and there is no bag associated with it. So I am just, I was in awe <laughs> when I found out, and that's a and and so to have a further conversation, and this is how. Um, I say that I can relate and there's so much parallelism between my my life and Curtis's life just on a different financial playing field, right? Is that you can really, really spoil the people in your life to the point that they don't really understand and appreciate what it means to have value and to have access to somebody such as yourself and what value and what tangibility and what monetary value you really bring to their life. Right. And so like, I know plenty of brands, right. I've been in the, I've been in the corporate um, sector for a while. There are plenty of brands that do not provide a bag just for you to put their merchandise on, right? They're paying $0 to rock their brand. And so when you come across somebody that is willing to say, um, wear the brand and I'll pay you to promote the brand, that that matters, right? And so while we know Nike and Adidas and uh, gym shoes more so than anything, that they pay um, individuals to wear their brand. There are a lot of brands out here that do not compensate people for wearing their products and their merchandise. So it is about the impact. It is about the impact that you'll have on the people's lives that you touch 
and the people's lives that you encounter and things of that nature. And so I have been praying very strategically uh, for whatever, um, because, you know, I and, and so I used to refer to it as uh, Man of Mondays, Mogul Man of Mondays. And I think I'm probably going to start those back up. But I have been praying fervently for people who are outliers. And I've been praying strategically that the people that are entering into your life in this season will block the blockers, right? And so there is a scripture that says that I'll contend with those that contend against you and I'll fight against those that fight against you. That's Bible. And so the people that are entering into your life right now in this season, their sole purpose in entering into your life is to block the blockers. That's how you'll know where, when you're where you're supposed to be and in the midst of who you're supposed to be because people will... Um, will begin to arise in your life that will block the things that are trying to block you and you won't necessarily even have to experience it, right? Um, and, and I could give so many testimonies and personal examples as to what that looks like but I won't do that on this platform. You have to join the Patreon platform in, in order to experience those testimonies. But there are people strategically entering into your life and their purpose in entering into your life is to block the people that's been trying to block you. And here's the thing about when your life enters into a season of... um a season of increase and a season where when you're, when you've just stepped out of recalibration and you're into a season of re refreshing and restoration is that people start to move towards you swiftly, right? Um, a season where your telephone is ringing constantly, a season when people are touching base with you constantly, a season where people no longer care if you feel bothered or not, right? Like when you're going through that season of, and, and we, we can refer to it as development or recalibration or rebranding, people are almost afraid to contact you or reach out to you because um it is it's it's the it's the threshing that that's resting on your life that sometimes um pushes people to stand from a distance because it looks so it looks like work right it looks um it looks like um it looks heavy right but the people that are prepared for the next season are not afraid of the work. They're not afraid of what it looks like to double dutch 
into the season that you're in, right? They're not afraid to be exhausted with you. They're not afraid to bring their talents and their abilities to the table to help you calibrate what that vision looks like because they have the anointing on their lives to do it. And so their primary responsibility is to block the blocker. And that's how you'll know when you're where you're supposed to be and you're in the midst of who you're supposed to be in the midst of in its time and in its appropriate season. And um, people are trusting for you to get in the place where you're supposed to be in the timing of when you're supposed to be there, right? People are trusting that you do that. People are trusting that you don't give up, right? Um, Because of the impact that you will have on the success of others. And, And that can be the next generation, or that could be the existing generation. And so everything that has been working against you, it has to subside. And the orchestration of hindrances and blocks when the Lord touches the switch everything and everybody that was in a place to strategically be a hindrance to you will be impacted in ways that they will not have been able to calibrate or estimate because of the impact that the Lord has to make to turn things around for you, right? And I'm gonna leave it there. I'm talking to outliers today. I'm talking to people who have a vision and a mission that is to impact people in the season that they're in so that they can be elevated, right? And these are not people who attach themselves to you, but this will be people who are assigned to you. And you'll know the difference because people that attach themselves to you forcefully push themselves into your life. The people that are assigned to you that you are supposed to help and elevate, you have to extend the olive branch to them. And and that's the difference because just as you know you're an outlier, how many times have you honestly reached out and asked for help and it's not because you're afraid to ask for help right but it's because you know strategically the people that you have to align yourself with 
you have to be careful about who who you reach out to for that help because people will misunderstand the vision who are not assigned to the vision and people will see you extending the olive branch and looking for that um that next step and misinterpreted in, in, in so many ways. And so I just want you to be encouraged today to know that your help is there, um, to know that there are people moving towards you swiftly that are assigned to be the blockers in your life. And they're going to disrupt everything that has been trying to disrupt you and disrupt your progress. And so there's that. I did want to talk about the civil rights uh, movement, but I've went over my time. It's only, it's already been 30 minutes. And there's three to four different components that I want to talk about as it relates to the timeline for the civil rights movement that have been impacted throughout the years that have shifted the original focus and some of the purposefulness of of what the civil rights movement looked like and what impact it was supposed to have and what demographic of people that it was supposed to have an impact on. And so uh, maybe a few weeks from now, but I'll be back on here and we'll talk about that. Until then, my name is Tanola Oliver. Um, I am a behavioral scientist, and um, this is the Making of the Mogul radio show. If you'd like to join via subscription, there's some information in the body of this particular episode that you'll be able to click on the link and join. It's only $7 per month. You'll have access to some of my research, including um, archived interviews as well as just some helpful hints, business tips, and things of that nature. If you'd like to sow a seed into the foundation, you can do so at dollar sign, S-A-L-T-R-O-O-M. In addition to, if you would like to be a part of the Making of the Mogul uh, book launch, you can email me at tanola.oliver at gmail.com. All right. Live in the overflow until we see each other again. Shalom.